Well, it's so good to be here tonight and, um, and to be with you all. You know, I've been thinking about this season. This season has, um, it's definitely had its challenges, but for most of us, it's given us time to do things that we normally wouldn't have time to do. And so I've spoken to people over the last few weeks who have discovered a new hobby or uh, refined a fitness regime, finished projects that have been sitting unfinished for years, or maybe just simply taken some time to ponder and think and plan about the season that's coming. And I think that's great because with restrictions slowly starting to ease, it made me think, how have I actually spent the last couple of months? Like, what have I been doing? My husband has been busy because he's got a, a, another newfound passion. And one of the things I love about my husband is his passions. When he loves something, he is in it 110%. And so he's been expanding his herb garden so that his pastas and his pizzas and his lovable things, Italian are even more delicious. And so he's been even making these heavenly pestos with his own homegrown basil, which is amazing. And so last week he and Beth were out and they harvested all the basil and they trimmed all the plants back for the next crop. And I, and then I walked into the backyard and found this newly erected greenhouse, who even knew he had one, um, that he was going to put his plants in, his basil plants in, so that they would thrive in the winter season and be protected from the frost. And it got me thinking about, you know, planting things and harvesting things and, and what seeds have I planted and tended in my life in this season that are going to flourish in the next season? Because you, um, you can't reap a harvest from seeds you haven't planted. If you don't plant, there's no harvest. And what you harvest is actually dependent on the seeds that you plant. And on Monday night, we had our first sisterhood online event. And as part of that, I got to interview one of my really good friends. It was such an honor to interview her. And, um, and if you missed it, you can uh, watch it on our New Hope sisterhood page or uh, go and have a look at YouTube. It's on our New Hope Toowoomba on YouTube. Uh, I'd really recommend watching it. It's a fantastic interview. And, and my friend Sam has been through a, a very tough season. And one of the keys that... Um, that she gave and my favorite quote from the night is actually what I want to talk about tonight and the quote was fruitfulness comes from honorable seeds so fruitfulness comes from honorable seeds and it got me thinking about it again because I was on the whole plant seed you know harvest thing and and so in Galatians 6 the Bible has this to say it says don't be misled no one makes a fool of God what a person plants he will harvest the person who plants selfless, selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So even in the midst of the toughest season in our life, to this point, anyway, my friend Sam determined to sow honorable or good seeds so that her next season would be fruitful instead of sowing negativity and bitterness and dissent and confusion and reaping probably barrenness in her next season. And I think it's a key principle for us and it's a key principle for a great life. We can actually determine the way we do the next season of our life right now. So maybe you find yourself right now in a tough season. 
Well, it's time to sew into the next season so that the next season is different. Or maybe you're in a great season and this is, this is a point where I think we can be negligent. If it's a great season, we still need to sew into the next season to make sure it's a great one too. Now, I'm intensely practical. I love a good inspirational message, but I actually love a practical message that has practical applications. So I want to look at three things tonight that are the how-tos of being able to sow honorable seeds to reap fruitfulness. The first thing I see is this. You've got to let go of the things you can't change and the things you can't control. Because I found this in life. It can throw some pretty odd curveballs at us sometimes. The ones we don't expect, the ones we didn't see coming and we find ourselves going, wow, I didn't see that coming and not sure how to actually navigate out of this. And although we like to think at times that we're the masters of our own destiny, some things we just can't change and some things we just have no control over. And I looked at Matthew 6, 27, and that's the passage of scripture where it talks about not worrying what we eat or what we drink, what we wear, that God will take care of us. And it says this in Matthew 6, 27. So which one of you by worrying could add anything to his life? And I think we get to this point where we, we have these things happen and we can't control them and we can't change them. So our automatic default is to just worry about them. And I want to tell you that worrying won't change anything. Scripture clearly says you cannot add anything to your life by worrying about it. Sometimes we just need to let go and let God take care of it. Now, it's hard to sow seeds. When you think about sowing seeds, it's hard to sow seeds if we are so clinging and grabbing and holding on to something and our, our hands are like this and we're fixed and we, we're just like, I, I'm, I'm going to get control over this. I'm going to change this. But what we actually need to be doing is sewing. This is sewing. This is opening our hands, letting it go and giving control over. It's hard to sow seeds when your hands are like this. And I have a great example of this. A number of years ago when we were first married, uh, we went on a holiday with Nikki and Murray Seymour. And the boys were uh, fishing and we'd fished for the weekend and they had all this bait left over. And Nikki and I had just been in, enjoying the beach and there were a stack of um, seagulls around. I think we were feeding them chips. And, that, you know, when you do that with seagulls, they all come in by the hundreds and fight and squabble. And it was quite funny. And the boys came up to us and they'd finished fishing and they had this bait fish. It was about this big left over. And they said, I'll just feed it to the seagulls. And so we were happily sort of working out how we were going to do that and not paying any attention to what was coming at us from over here. There were four enormous pelicans flying down the beach. You know how they fly just off the sand with their great big beaks and they're quite intimidating, just full tilt towards us, totally focused on this fish that we had. Now, we had no control over this situation. They were coming at us. The seagulls were scattering because the pelicans were much bigger. And so we did the only thing we could do to take control of that situation, which was to run. So we began to run down the beach and the pelicans were in hot pursuit. And I could not work out why we couldn't get control over the situation until I looked at Nick and she still firmly had the fish in her hand. 
in control she was with the fish and that's why the pelicans were in hot pursuit so we had to let go of the fish to get control so the fish to the pelicans to get control back so that we could move into our next season without the pelicans we had to surrender to the pelicans to move on sometimes you have to let go of those things that you can't control the things that you just can't get in front of the things that you can't change and just move into your next season proverbs 3 verse 5 says trust in the lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions with all your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make to sow honorable seeds and see fruitfulness we need to let go of the things we can't change or control and trust god with them a second thing i see is that we need to think, speak, and act with honor. The way that we think determines the way that we speak, and the way that we speak determines the way that we act. So to sow honorable seeds for fruitfulness in life, we need to first make sure that the way we think is in line with the way that God sees us and sees our future. And to, to do that, we can actually take our thoughts captive. We can actually think the way that we want to. We have control over the way that we think. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Other versions say taking our thoughts captive. And we take our thoughts captive and we line them up with the way that God sees us, the future that God has for us, the way that God speaks about us. And then when we have our thinking right, then we need to look at the way that we speak because scripture tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And there's an immense power in the way that we speak. There's an immense creativity. When we think about God forming the world, he spoke the world into existence. And in a lot of ways, we speak our future into existence. So we need to choose words that sow life, bring life, words that are positive, faith-filled, honoring, honorable seeds for fruitfulness. And it can be hard to do that. It can be hard to do that when you've been hurt or you've been disappointed and we can want to just play the blame game. You know, it's not my fault. I had no control. It wasn't up to me. This happened to me. Because I guess if we can play the blame game and blame someone else, then it removes the responsibility from us to deal with it, to overcome it, to grow or to change. But we will always, we will also reap that. We reap what we sow. So if we sow negativity, if we sow blame, if we sow bitterness and dissent, we will reap nothing but barrenness in return. I often say that you can't control what happens to you in life, but you can always control your reaction to it or your response to it. Let your response be one of honor. Let your response be one of optimism and faith and you will find fruitfulness in your future. Things happen to us. That's just a fact. Things happen to us, but they don't need to change what's in us they don't need to change what is us the third thing i see is be intentional sewing is intentional 
You know, if you think about a farmer, he doesn't sit at home and hope that the seed is going to grow, is going to sow itself. He doesn't sit at home and hope that he's going to go out and there's going to be this amazing harvest when he's done nothing at all. He has to go out, work, tend the ground, um, plow, plant the seeds, look after the seeds, nurture the seeds, water the seeds, and then harvest the plants when they're grown. Fruitfulness comes from intentionality. We intentionally focus on aligning our lives with Jesus. You can actually have the right seeds and just never sow them. How crazy would it be to go buy a packet of seeds and not plant them? How crazy would it be to get a packet of seeds and say, I like the way this packet looks. It's a really pretty packet. I'm just going to sit it on my kitchen bench and look at it and admire it and think this is really nice and then go outside and expect to reap the harvest of the seeds that we haven't yet planted. That would be crazy. And it's the same with fruitfulness. We need to sow the honourable seeds to harvest the fruitfulness in our next season. So intentionally forgive, intentionally speak well, intentionally rise up when you've been knocked down, intentionally grow, intentionally be optimistic, intentionally be faith-filled, intentionally overlook a wrongdoing, intentionally avoid offence, just intentionally do it. And I can guarantee you it will be worth it, not only for you, it'll be worth it for your future and you will find that you grow in this next season and you'll grow in this season as you intentionally do this and you will harvest fruitfulness in the next. So let go of the things you can't change and control. Think, speak and act with honour and be intentional. And remember, fruitfulness comes from honourable seeds. I wonder if you'd let me pray with you tonight. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the amazing power it has to change us and to impact us. And Lord, tonight I just pray we would just be compelled to, to sow honourable seeds. Lord, I, I pray that we would be compelled to be intentional, to let go of those things we cannot change and those things that we have no control over. Lord, I, I pray that we would think and act and speak with honour. And I thank you, Lord, just that we will walk into a season of fruitfulness in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And, you know, as, I, as I've spoken tonight, you might be on a journey with this whole God thing. This might be the first time that you've tuned into church online and you're so welcome. We're so happy that you're here, but you might be on a journey with it. And you might go, well, that's great, but I don't actually know what you, what you mean when you talk about um, having a relationship with Jesus or doing life with Jesus. And can I just say it's as simple as opening your heart to Jesus. And it's as simple as praying potentially just a simple prayer like this. Dear Jesus, I open my heart to you. Come into my life. Reveal yourself to me. Amen. And I can guarantee you that if you open your heart and you ask God to reveal himself to you, then he will absolutely do that. And if you prayed that prayer or you want to pray that prayer, one of our online hosts um, wants to connect with you and help you and empower your journey. So if you just have a look in the comments, um, and respond to the comments or like the comments down there. They'll help you on the next step with your journey. It's been so good to be with you tonight. Just love Sundays. What a brilliant day. Have the best week.